Hello and welcome. We are back again, Trady Business School, the podcast where we talk about, we have real conversations, we have a bloody good laugh along the way, uh, and we just have uh, an abundance of really practical tips, the real stuff around how to run a trades or contracting business, or, you know, if you're not even in those businesses and you happen to be listening in, uh, this is this is for you as well. I've heard other businesses sneak and listen to it, even though it's called Trady Business School. So there's so many things that are really practical around how to run a business. That's what we're all about. You know, today I'm joined with the amazing Barry Magliaditi. Hey, Barry, how are you? Hey, Miranda. So grateful to be here. I know. We, I love these conversations. Um, we're going to be talking about how to find and hire great employees or staff. You know, it's such a hot topic at the moment. Have you been noticing that at the moment? So we've got, we've got our ears to the ground all the time. What have you been noticing? I actually um, had one of our clients um, ring the other day and have a chat to me, Harmi, from Wirecom Concrete in Geelong, and he was saying that it's really interesting right now. Geelong is such a hot spot for people to move, like more regional and out of the centre cities and stuff. Everything's happened with COVID. It's really created change in the, in the real estate industry in Australia. And he was saying there's interesting things happening where there's a lot of players coming in and quoting cheaper, yet he's still winning like so much work at a higher price point. But the really crazy thing is he's attracting a lot of really amazing concreters coming to his organisation. Now, when he started with us three years ago, that just wasn't the case, you know, and there was almost some beliefs there around the concreting industry that, you know, it's one of the few trades industries that doesn't require a certification. So therefore, it often attracts a lot of people in and less qualified or less skilled than some of these other, you know, places where you've got to go through TAFE and go through courses and stuff like that. And, you know, he's like, He's like, can I actually attract good staff? Is it possible? Or is it just the industry? And I was like, no, that, that, that's a mindset thing because, as you know, Miranda, we've worked with hundreds of different industries. We specialise a lot now in trades and general contractors. And it's that whole thing. Like, I don't, I'm sure you couldn't remember back before learning to drive. But, you know, for me, I remember before learning to drive, like, it was difficult. You know, I learned to drive on the farm in paddocks, but it was still difficult learning to understand how to use the clutch and the accelerator and the brake and get my feet right at the same time. Yet, it's that sort of thing, like I haven't driven a car for 12 months, now I live in Bali, yet if I was to go and jump in a car right now, I would have no issue understanding how to use the clutch and the, the brake and the accelerator and so forth, right? So, it's just one of those things that happens. Now, it's the same in business. If you haven't had experience around hiring fantastic staff and so forth, right? You just don't know what you're doing. But once you've been there and once you've done that and once you've developed the skills, it's very easy to replicate that time and time again. So I guess what I'd love to, to maybe share on today's episode is some of the things that we've learned um, over the course ourselves, both through being employees and being employers, but then also some of the things that we've, we've managed to, to share or to teach or to get feedback from our clients as well to fast track your way, you being the listener, to hiring great amazing stuff because if you can hire an amazing team you can build a phenomenal business you can win more work you can charge higher price points and you can essentially step out and have the business run and operate without you yeah i love that it's so true it's it's the mindset of of how we approach it and i see it time and time again and perhaps as you're listening now it's um you know, I I just can't find anyone good. I can't find and I need this. There's a whole energy around finding and needing to get uh, an employee. And often there's an urgency, a reactionary moment to it. It's like, I've just won this big job or I've got more work than I can deal with. And I need 
a body, somebody with, you know, some some skills or qualifications that can go and do the do. Um, yeah. And it's so, so reactionary. And so there becomes this frantic scramble of how can I quickly stick an ad up? And inevitably the ad is all about, oh, I see this, the ad gets thrown up on wherever it gets put up and it talks all about, you know, we, 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 and our business does this and these things like, Immediately, we all, all over your prospects. We all over the prospects. You know, it's it's like all about. It's like, it's like hang on, there's going to be all of these people out there, all of these qualified trades that are going to come flooding through the door wanting to work for me. And I know that as you're listening to this now, you know, especially in Australia right now, um, you know, and I'm and it's happening globally. That's not what is going on. There is more work for trades than they can almost handle, and there are less people to do the work. And so there's this mad scramble at the moment. Um, so an ad goes up and, and and it's frantic and then a few people might apply. Half of them are rubbish. Well, they don't turn up. Well, they say they want the job and then you get all ready for them and then, you know, 7 a.m. tots around and they don't bother showing and you're there with the job with no one to do it. Uh, and it's like what happens, what's going on? So there's a reactionary angle to it. So, you know, one of the things we're going to talk a little bit about today is how to play and how to look at it from a longer game. I think we've just got to flip that mindset. Yeah, I remember doing some research a few years ago and when I was hiring salespeople for the game changers. And what I worked out is that a poor hire had the potential of costing me four times the annual revenue of that staff member. Now, like often it's like, oh, if they don't work out, I'll just let them go and hire someone else. But that's, again, from an uneducated mind, thinking oh, all I'm losing is the income that I've paid them for a week or for a month they haven't worked out. No, there's the opportunity cost. There's the cost of your time. There's the cost of your reputation. There's all these other hidden costs in, in making the wrong hire. And so there's going to be, like typically in earlier stage businesses, there is that that hiring um, off reaction, like you mentioned, Miranda, and even even in some established businesses, they all of a sudden will be contracted and need to double their work, workforce. However, in more established businesses, they tend to have systems and processes and ways of doing things that can better vet those employees to be able to bring on good people. Whereas early stage businesses, they haven't yet got it. So um, number one, they've got tons of work coming, need to hire straight away, and there's no process or there's no way to help them decide on what makes a good hire a bad hire. Like, is it a gut feeling? Is it that they like the person? Is it that the person serves and they serve with a common interest, mm. right? There's a few key things, I guess, that I want to talk about. And it is something, again, like I know I'll plug my book, but, you know, I plug my book because it freaking works. And, you know, it's it, it, this process, had I had this 10, 15 years ago, it would have saved me a lot of pain. But one of the key things you spoke about is you split the script for longer term, right? It's like anything. We say the best time to market is when you've got business because you can afford to market. It's the same with employees. The best time to start looking for employees is when you don't need them, mm. right? And, and the way that you go about doing that is see that marketing and marketing function of an organisation is not to generate business. Marketing is also to generate prospects, right, and talent for the organisation. So are you marketing just to generate interest for your product service or are you, are you marketing to generate interest to potential trades? Now, most people think that trades or, or employees in general will leave an organization for more money. Yet what I found to be true, and it's been proven time and time again, is that's, that's the excuse that they use. But they leave because their core needs are not being met. They don't feel a sense of certainty. They don't feel a sense of variety. They don't feel a sense of significance in their role, right? They're just a number. 
right? They're not feeling a sense of love and connection to the organization, which is standing for something other than just rocking up for a paycheck. They're not growing and they don't feel like they're contributing. Those six factors are actually what's happening at the core. And notice none of those were how much money they got paid. I've, I've worked with organizations that have had employees for 30 years, Miranda, that have been offered a lot more money from other people and have stayed. And they've stayed because their core needs are met. Yeah. They've got that deep sense of belonging and mattering where they are that somebody else has got their back and they can also have somebody else's back um, that they will be cared for in some way. And so this conversation really, you know, tie it back into how to hire and find great employees is really about how are you going to create those things within your business now, start to grow them, to plant the seed, to create that identity for your business so that when, so you begin to start attracting, you get talked about, you can then effectively, uh, you know, to to build on what you were sharing, Barry, about marketing, to attract people to work for you, that want to work for you, so that when they come and they make that first call to you or they come in for a trial, that often happens, is come in for a trial, come in and meet with us for the day. Now, I hear it happen so, so many times as well, they came in for a day and they never bothered coming back. I see there's two key components, mm. and one is culture, yeah. right, and two is process. And when I say process, I'm talking about the hiring process, the training process, and the retaining process, which is which we would say it sees one process around HR and organisation. But both have the same element, right? Both culture and process have the same element, which is around values, right? If you have clear defined values as an organization, that's what builds the DNA, the flavor, the energy in an organization that is attractive to people that help them to feel like they belong. Both having a vision of something business stands for. I'm not talking about that thing that you pass from it all like, like we are the best tire fitters in the world. No, I, I mean a vision that matters and that, that, that you actually give a shit about and that's unique to your organization, not something that you've put up there that you've downloaded off Google because you think you should need to. And values which I speak about in the book, the compass around, the compass lets us know we're on course or off course to achieve our vision. That's what lets our staff know, am I, am I behaving and showing up in the right way or not, right? KPI is one thing, but that is another thing. It's like if they're late, if they're inappropriately dressed, if they leave all their rubbish and shit in their, in their excavator and the truck after they're finished, right, have you got a value that lets them know around cleanliness, right, or around respect the workspace, Right, those values when defined properly build a solid culture, but but they also tie into the process. Because when we're interviewing people, we can ask questions in our ad, right? Or we can state things in our ad, or we can ask questions in the interview process that elicit this person's core values, which allow us to understand are their values a match with our values, mm. right? And if we get that right, we're going to employ people that have a long-standing. Uh, career with us, as opposed to what happened with me in the beginning. I know many people are listening where I employed people and they lasted a week, a month, six months, maybe 12 months before one of us exited the relationship because they were never a fit to call values in the first place. It's so critical, you know, that these are woven into that process. How would you go about building that into, you know, how you would market or maybe advertise a role? I remember a conversation I had with a guy, Justin Bourne, and he'd been advertising for these two roles and he hadn't gotten any interest. And I asked him if I could look at the job ad. And I looked at the job ad and what I realised was, was two things through the conversation. The first thing is the job ad was written from him 
about him speaking to him. Mm. And the role that he was trying to hire was a technical role and he was creative, right? So if you're trying to hire for a technical role, you need to write the ad that speaks to a technician, not a creative, right? It's too fluffy for them. Yeah. If you're writing an ad where you're wanting to attract a creative, don't get too detailed specific. It'll be a turnoff for them. So sit in the shoes of the person you're trying to hire and speak to them in their language. Now, this is 101 of leadership in general, Miranda. Yeah. Right? Understand your employees. I understand, I understand that your needs are very different to Michael's needs or any, any other one of my employees. So I'll ask you different questions. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, relate with you differently. I'll buy you different presents for your birthday than I want, what I buy my other staff. It's not a one-size-fits-all because mm-hmm. you're a different person, right? That's a common mistake that employers make. It's like, oh, I'm just going to buy a movie voucher for all my employees for their, for, their, for their birthdays when half of them don't watch movies, don't like movies. It's like take time to get to know your employees. And so that's the same thing when we start talking about values and culture. It's like, the more that you understand them, the more that you can relate to them. So who are you trying to hire? Then speak to them in that way. The other part that I know is for Justin, which is a, a much bigger topic for another day, but one that I love so much, is I noticed that he, that he, that he believed that, that no one existed for the role he was trying to hire for. Yeah. And that belief was, was unconsciously coming through in the words he was writing. He was almost sabotaging his own ad. Right. And so once we shifted the belief and I got him to, I just asked him the question. I was like, Justin, the role that you're trying to hire is like, yes, it was like this technician that was designing these architectural buildings. Yeah. I was like, do your competition have people in this role? He's like, yes. I was like, right. So if it's possible for them to hire for these roles successfully, does that mean that it could also be possible for you? And he said, yes. And that resolved the belief. I was like, right. How do we talk to that person? Yeah, I, the beliefs, we'll focus on what, you know, we get what we focus on and if we believe that something doesn't exist, we're not going to notice it. I love what you were saying around thinking about who and writing for the person you want to attract. You know, one of, you know, to chuck a couple of practical tips in there and, and how you could do this is at the beginning of an ad, put in three questions that think about the person you want to attract. And it may be that you're looking for a particular type of person, but think about where they might be at in their job or career and what the next step for them may be. So it could be like, are you an A grade looking for the next step in, you know, as a team leader or next step in, in your, you know, your career? Are you um, highly detail conscious and thrive, you know, get pedantic around things being accurate? Do you love... Um, you know, do you notice when everything's out of place? Are you someone that loves and thrives on, you know, problems? And all of a sudden you begin to see the sort of person that would go, that's me. That's me. And then they will read on. So putting something like that at the beginning, just thinking about who it is you want to attract, your marketing to them. The other thing I would say after you've done that is be ready to move really fast, which builds on what you were talking about, Barry, around um, have your processes in place. Don't go, oh, crap, I've got a bunch of applicants. What do I do now? Because the way things are at the moment, they will not be picking up the phone. They'll have a job. Like you've got to be ready to move at a lightning speed and impress the socks off them with such a slick process and to be so clear about who you are as a business that you just stand a head and shoulders. They're like, I've got to show up to that. Yeah. What, what I'm hearing, I'm just... 
the thing that just came straight through for me, right, yeah. is if you look at systems for a second, like a system done is better than a system perfect. And what I mean by that is perfectionism stops people getting things done. They, they try to get it perfect, yeah. and by the time they get it done, it's too late, right? The beauty about a system is you can, you can write a basic system, you implement it, notice where the gaps are or where the failures are or where the feedback is and just, just reiterate it. So what came through with me just then is it's like rather than being reactive and it's like, oh, I need an employee, so straight away, what do you do? Like you go and write the job ad, you post it on Seek, right? And then all of a sudden, like, shit, I've got all these people coming through. What do I do next? Like rather than doing that, take an hour or two hours and sit down and, and just design your interview process. It's like, okay, cool. I need to write a job ad. Then I need to have a way to vet them. Is it me? Is it someone else in my organization? my partner? She can help at home vet them. How am I vetting them? And a very, very easy way to vet them, I do this all the time, is I write something at the very bottom of the job ad, right, especially, especially the detail at the bottom of the job ad, I'm right, include the word game changer in the headline of your resume. And so very simply, if the resume doesn't have game changer as, as the headline, they automatically get screened out because if they, if they don't spend the time to read the whole ad, I'm not going to spend the time interviewing them. Right? So that's a very, very easy way to immediately vet, vet people off the bat. But... Spend the time to write, like, what are the steps? It's like, okay, I need to vet the first people before. I don't want to interview 100 people. I want to interview, like, 10 or 20 best. Vet them, interview 10 to 15, send them some follow-up questions, and then you interview the final three. And the final interview, I often always do. I've actually given a interview process in here. Yeah, the equal process. And I gave the interview questions. process and the templates of the questionnaires that we use. It's, I forgot that in the book. Yeah, for those of you that are listening to the audio and not watching the video, Barry's holding up his book, The Path to Freedom. So there'll be a link somewhere around this. You'll be able to download it. So By the book, it'll be the best 30-odd bucks you yeah. spend. Yeah. We don't advise skipping chapters, but if you are in a position of hiring, I would recommend go download that process, have it sitting there if you need to hire someone. I think I've even included job ads, right? But the, but the point we're trying to make here is think past just writing an ad and getting people to apply Right. Think about what are the steps you'll take them through, and then you can refine it time and time again. And to be honest, you're going to make some poor hires. You're going to hire some people that aren't poor people. They're just poor values fit to your organisation. There's, there's a difference. But I always recommend hire on values, train on skill set, rather than hiring on skill set, trying to train on values that never works. No, it never works. And I know for some of you right now, you're like, God, I, I could just get someone to apply and I will just hire anyone with a heartbeat because uh, I've got a job to fill, still know that being aware of knowing your values and starting to build the identity of your business through vision, mission and values is critical right now. So to be able to uh, start noticing and noticing those that are working for you, those that aren't, those that show up and be able to begin to vet them and do all of those things is playing a longer game uh, because everyone out there is frantic, being re reactionary and just going, you've got a heartbeat, you'll do. Hopefully you'll stick around. And uh, if you want to remain with the masses and fighting down there in the trenches with everybody, hoping to find somebody half decent, then then keep doing that or begin to start thinking about some of the things we've talked about today. And that'll um, that'll start turning that ship around. Is there anything you wanted yeah. to add before we finished up, Barry? Sort of the feels. Look, look, to be honest, like I don't want this to be a, a sales pitch, but like there is a lot to business and it's, it's also a lot simpler than what you think. I'm saying that, though, from the position of being in business for 18 odd years now and for having coached like lots of businesses over the past nine, nine odd years. 
And so what I want to say is, I guess, two things from this conversation. One, get a copy of the book. I've got a lot of templates in there that can fast-track things. But in saying that, like we keep these episodes for 15, 20 minutes, we could talk for days and hours. Um, my strong invitation would be to click on one of the links below, have a chat with one of my team, because we have a number of different products and services, you know, coaching programs and so forth to help you regardless of where you're at, whether you need more business, whether you need better cash flow, whether you need to hire more people, whether you need self-assistance, whatever it is, we've got the solutions for that in the easiest and most effective way. So just jump on a call with my team. Like it will take 15 minutes to half an hour for them to kind of assess where you're at, to recommend some things. If you're not a fit from a values perspective, like essentially we're interviewing you and you're interviewing us. And if you're not a values fit, we'll let you know and maybe point in the direction of someone else can. But if you are, we're going to have some discussions around like what's the best way the cheapest, most effective way to help you to, to move things forward in your business because I guess this is why, why we exist and what we, we do, Miranda, is helping tr- trades and general contractors to find the fastest and most effective way to, to building a great business. And I guess you can continue doing it on your own with the force and I admire that and, and keep going, you'll eventually get there. Or you could invest a small amount of money and time and work with people like us or someone like us to help you get there a lot faster and, and holding off those grey hairs for as long as possible. Oh, is that as simple as it is? <laughs> Holding off the grey hairs, if only I'd known. <laughs> oh, it's been a blast, Barry. Um, I've really enjoyed this conversation. As you said, we could talk about it for ages. We'll wind it up there. And so for all of you out there, have an amazing day wherever you are, and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Miranda. Thanks, guys. See ya. 